and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie and Steve. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. You want to say That's it one cool. more time? You want to say it? Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Sharpie. <laughs> Another morning Mouse Chat show. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I like not, that. It's not like this a regular thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very much seems not. Like, seems uh, like I want to go back to bed. That's right. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to take you to the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World in Orlando, Magic Kingdom. And we're going to be talking about the new Tron ride. Yay. Very excited. Yeah. Are you excited? It's going to be finally opening. On a previous show, we talked about, I don't remember. I look back on when it originally started and it was like, I don't know. It seemed like it was like four or five years ago. that it. (laughs) It's like, I forget. It was a long time ago. So it's finally opening. It's opening on April 4th. Um, Officially. Yeah. So, but uh, we've already seen cast member previews. If you have uh, Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, you have probably seen cast members writing it. So that's what's happening right now. They usually do a couple months of previews uh, for different groups. So if you're an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member uh, or Club 33 member, if you're lucky enough to be a Club 33 member, uh, you Probably you'll be seeing something soon where you can get uh, a preview to ride Tron uh, before April 4th. They also usually do a media preview somewhere in there as well. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. And then if, uh, if you're not an annual pass holder or any of those other things, uh, make sure you start booking your Disney World uh, Magic Kingdom reservations. Uh, and on this show, we're going to kind of go over the queue system that's set up. The paid uh, paper, what is it, pay, pay to ride uh, system. Uh, individual the, lightning the lane. The individual lightning lane. I still never, which is, so yes, the paid version of the lightning lane as well as the. Uh, Genie Plus. Genie. Or well, the, it's not. Well, it's not Genie Plus. Yeah. It'll be uh, the virtual queue system yeah. similar to uh, some of the other ones they've done. So. Okay. So that's it. So do you guys want to go over the next section, Lisa or. Sharpie, and then we'll just kind of tag team the different areas. Well, oh, all right, I'll do it. All right, so right now there's not a standby line. So what normally happens is you have at at an attraction there's a standby line. And then there's the Genie Plus line. But when they open up the new attractions, the wait is just too long. So they have this virtual queue system that they've enacted. And they've been doing this for a while. Uh, They have it right now over at Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. So usually if it's going to be similar to that, which I assume it will be when Tron opens, like the, uh, the virtual queue, you can either get in the virtual queue using the My Disney Experience app at 7 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say, what time do you have to do that? Yeah, so you can do it at 7 a.m. Uh, or 1 p.m. Uh, the 1 p.m. one, you have to actually uh, be in the park to do. So it's a little, I think, sometimes easier to maybe get a 1 p.m. Uh, you can get in there and hopefully grab it. It's kind of like getting concert tickets back in the day, right? It's kind of like this lottery type system. So you try to... Yeah, yeah, and then you, you can't be 12 seconds late. Yeah. So then you'll get a uh, return ride time for you and your party. And then you go ahead and show up and, and get in. So there's no standby line. Like if you just show up and say, oh, I want, I want to wait four hours to 
the ride that's that's not available. So you have to do the virtual queue and then hopefully get a spot and then it'll tell you when to, to return. Uh, the other way is they now sell kind of like individual fast pass, uh, individual fast passes, they call them lightning lanes. Uh, and these are different than the Genie Plus system where you buy for the day uh, a certain package of attractions. You're buying this individual ride to ride one time and the price varies based on oh, demand. Yeah. So on demand. So it's, it's like a be, toll road. Yeah. It could be $15 a person or it just Lissi. depends. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so if oh. you're going to go and this is what you really want to ride, you can buy an individual lightning lane for everybody in your party, but they also sell out very quickly. Yeah. So you got to jump on those. Um, so, so right. two ways to get onto Tron. Yes. Either buy your individual lightning lane pass for yep. you and everyone in your party. And you should have everyone linked up to your My Disney Experience prior to attempting this because oh, yeah. you just have to do it. You can, you can attach everyone, um, you know, the night before and before your adventure at Disney starts. And then um, if you don't want to do the purchase of the individual Lightning Lane to gain access and pay, um, you've got that virtual queue that Steve was talking about, and it opens up twice a day. Yeah, hopefully that's what they've done in the past. Um, and right now over at Magic Kingdom, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is one of these rides that you can buy an individual Lightning Lane for. So we'll see maybe... What normally happens is those attractions, when a new one comes out, they drop down to the Genie Plus system where you pay usually, it's it's varied pricing, but it's usually $15 a person for all these different attractions. And it's similar to the old FastPass system, but just now on your phone. Um, so maybe Seven Doors Mine Train will go down to Genie Plus and Tron will have the virtual queue and the individual Lightning Lane paid option. It's it's a whole new world. It's it's interesting because um, I'm digressing just a little bit, but someone wrote to me looking to be an agent with Pixie and she hadn't been she she used to be a big Disney goer, but stopped going in 2012. And I said. I, I mean, honestly, yeah, you've been to Disney a lot, but it is if you haven't been in well, I guess 10, 11 years, it's not the Disney that you used to know at all in so many different regards. And, you know, we like to have our agents up to date on things, but, you know, she was, I think, surprised that I said no. But all this new jargon, all these new processes, all these electronic digital things and virtual things and you have to pay for this and you have to do this at this time. It's, it's a chore to go on a Disney vacation these days and you need to know what you're doing. So yeah. this just is an example of how complex it is. You don't just buy a ticket to the park and get in line to ride Tron. Now, Hey Sharpie, have you seen the locker systems before like at universal? Yes. Over uh, on Velocicoaster. It's kind of, I'm sort of glad Disney is implementing this for this specific attraction because the pass-through locker system is a great innovation. Yeah. It's a little tricky, though, because 
everything is going to be on your right as you enter. But then it's going to be on your right as you exit. So if you're when you first approach the lockers going into the attraction, let's say, for instance, you're facing the locker bank and you put your stuff in the lower right hand corner. When you exit the attraction, your stuff is like it's going to be mirror image as to what you were thinking. So when you're approaching that. Walking up, lockers are on your right, turn face lockers, lower right hand corner. Then you're going to exit the attraction and you're going to walk up to the lockers. The lockers are going to be on your right, but facing the lockers, your stuff's going to be in the left hand corner. So you have to keep an, you have to really remember your locker number, not your locker location. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm sure they have some kind of device that. In case you forgot your locker number, you can tap your magic band because it's tapped to open, which is awesome. Oh, they probably cast member that'll tap on the pad. Yeah, they probably have something that'll say, okay, um, you're in 1352. Could be. But, or just remember your locker number. Well, yeah, but it's so exciting. You're writing Tron. That's true. You could forget, get off. So I think this is interesting. Um, Like with Velocicoaster and some other rides you are not allowed to bring anything on the ride. Yeah. Everything goes into your locker. Yeah. But even though this attraction does not have an inversion. Yeah. I think I had read somewhere and I haven't looked at it enough that this is one of the only rides at Disney uh, world that goes over the crowd. So they want you to put everything away. So something doesn't fall out uh, and potentially hit someone below. So, I'm guessing maybe the queue, it goes over the crowd or something. I don't know, but I'm, so that's what I'm thinking maybe. But they have um, little compartments Mm -hmm. in the ride vehicle for specifically for cell phones. Yeah. Like a cell phone, a wallet, keys. Yeah. Things that you don't, I mean, you don't need to, you can put your keys and your wallet into the the locker, but a lot of people like to have their cell phones Mm -hmm. during the queue because it it can be long. Get a call. Yeah. Mickey Mouse might be calling you. The Montron. Yeah. Call you back. Um, but, you know, and pictures and they're just scrolling through social media, whatever. People like to have their phones. Mm-hmm. And I love to have my phone in the queue. Okay. I mean, everyone really kind of does want to have that these days. Yeah. That's how people. You know what my favorite thing to do? That's Sharpie. how people use time these days. Sharpie, my favorite thing to do when I'm in a queue line. Oh my gosh. In a queue. Look at I, I can't say queue line. I can't say queue line because it's redundant and Lisa will yell at me. I will. But <laughs> I would say it when I'm in a queue um, and I'm bored and we're there for like an hour, airdrop. Oh my gosh. Airdrop is amazing, Sharpie. Have so, you been with him when he's oh airdropped, Sharpie? So, no. So, oh. you, so you pull up your phone. And I only, I only find family friendly photos and I just, I just happen to look at who's on airdrop and there's usually a good 20 or 15 or 20 people around me that are on airdrop and I just start airdropping photos. And then before you know it, everybody is airdropping photos to everybody. Well, it's, it's a great, you'll take like a goofy picture. I'll take of a goofy picture of myself and I'll airdrop And it. so it's completely friendly or yeah. he'll, he'll do a picture of a pig dressed up in a yeah in whatever. a skirt with lipstick or whatever but yeah any fun photos um but usually it's just a photo a crazy photo of me okay so you're the reason and then i just universal air, I requires just, 
everything in the locker. So I just start airdropping. It's fun. So there you go. Okay. So back to Tron. Yeah. So Tron. Steve. So the Q or the. Wait, yes. Wait. Yes. Yes. So there is a specific compartment yeah, on the to Tron put your phone. ride vehicle for the phone. That's mm-hmm. amazing. It is. It's cool. That is cool. I wonder how many phones get left behind though. Yeah. It's like a little area between the, on the motorcycle, like where the engine would be. I wonder like when you get off the ride, if it like automatically pops open when you're unloading, mm. that would be smart. Shocks you. <laughs> you leave it. Okay. I don't know. But the, uh, so locker system. So Universal started these locker systems and the, the worst part about them originally was they were crammed and they were in this area and everybody was trying to get in and out of this one area to get their stuff. Oh my gosh. Well, and they say only one person per party. And then they bring, everybody brings like their eight eight family members in there to try to get to the locker. So it's like this, the worst setup ever. So then they finally figured out that you can have the exact same locker system and open it from both sides. And then everybody gets on and off and they get their stuff and then just keep moving. It makes it so much easier. So that's what this setup is. They have it at Velocicoaster has it at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. It's so intuitive and simple, yet it took a while. So to access it, it, it's free. So the the lockers are free. You just have to use your magic band or your uh, media ticket. And if you don't have either of those, the cast member will give you a card uh, to use to access the locker system. So, yeah. It's like for a backpack or jacket or. Yeah. So what if you have bigger stuff? Do they have like bigger locker options? I don't know. I didn't look. Uh, I don't know. I watched the video. They look like they're all the same size to me. Yeah. And I but, think, I think they're reasonably sized. So, yeah. So they have a locker system. Uh Oh, photos, Sharpie. What's up with photos in this ride? So your photos for Tron are, of course, proximity based. That's cool. Just like uh, you, no longer do you have to scan anywhere as long as you have your magic band. And 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 this is kind of a selling feature for having one of the newer magic bands is because it has that stronger proximity detection. Um, if you're only using a key card, mm. most likely it's your 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 ride photo is not going to automatically link, you might have to do some, some searching there. So I bet, yeah, I would just, I would bet the new magic band plus do some cool, uh, lighting effects too. And that, I, I would imagine that would be perfect for that. And then, uh, Bob Iger, didn't he announce if I'm remembering correctly, that all the photos on the rides now are free. Ride photos are free. So that would be free for, for- the hundred. So for, yeah. Oh, for yeah, the hundredth. Yeah, this isn't, this, it, this isn't a permanent change. This is true yeah, for the hundredth year of so, the Walt so Disney Company. A, a really quick uh, poll the audience question here. Uh-huh. So the Walt Disney World Railroad passes underneath the attraction. It hmm. has a canopy. Do you think the canopy is going to get sooty and smoky from the train? Oh yeah. Have you, I wonder yeah. what it looks like. So it's not like an enclosed area, like, and they have a diorama of Tron that you see. It's just a covered, like, canvas, canvas canopy or metal canopy type of thing. Yeah. It's, it, I would say it's probably like a, a fiberglass type of hmm. material because it, it, it's, uh, hopefully it's, it's translucent. 
So. Oh, I was saying hopefully it's all painted black. Oh no, no, it it, it like because it all that's just this past week the full lighting display. Oh, you mean that canopy for the whole attraction? Oh, that thing's way. Attraction, oh, that's correct. super high up. I don't know. I hope the smoke doesn't get in there from the train. I would think that would be a mess. That, that canopy is way high up. That canopy is so cool. Um, that's why I want to write it at night. It's very it, futuristic. Yeah. Writing it at night looks super cool. Although a lot of the attraction looks like it's inside. Um, it goes into an indoor uh, area similar to Guardians of the Galaxy where it's all projections and cool. I had to watch it. Guardians I never watched because I wanted to be surprised. Trying, I was like, what are, what are my chances of not throwing up on this? I think I can handle this one. This one looks like it's pretty good. It's 59 miles an hour is the uh, top speed. Truthfully, I would place this on a thrill level slightly higher than Slinky Dog. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. You're going to have a little bit more banking. You yeah. have a little bit more of a thrill factor because yeah. of the openness. Yeah. Of the ride vehicle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because you're like riding a motorcycle. Your ups, your downs, your drops. Yeah. You're not looking at much more than Slinky Dog. It's 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 a smooth, fast. It's similar to, I would say, like a Hagrid's. I was but, hoping it would be closer to Hagrid's than Slinky Dog. But I feel like it's more Hagrid's has a couple surprises that I don't want to ever tell anybody about um, that are super cool. Uh, and then it has the animatronic type things where this is uh, this is just more a, graphical, yeah. similar to Guardians. You know, well, which is all how that movie is. And it's got cool music, although it doesn't have the really cool music, at least that I've heard so far that I remember from the Disneyland Tron experience after hours mm -hmm. thing um, from the second movie. But it does have some decent music. I don't know. It looks short, too. It looks which is good for me because I was like, Oh, this it's already over when I was watching the video. So, um, but it definitely everybody's coming off. Seems like they're loving it. So we'll see. I'm excited. It, it definitely fits in with the uh, magic kingdom. Uh, Tomorrowland theme looks super cool over by space mountain. Uh, so we'll see next, next thing I think over there, that'll probably be updated as the speedway eventually with uh, probably electric vehicle cars and some futuristic look at some point in time. Although I love those cars and they make a lot of noise, which is awesome. But gone are those days. Lisa hates those cars. I mean, they're nostalgic and all and, and they're original, <laughs> but they stink and it's That's such the a best part. They smell and then, uh -oh. and they make so much noise, so and, much noise. And you can rev the engine on them. Okay. While you're like waiting for the is it for to get out. I think what I don't like about it is you can't drive on it. We can't really steer. You can't steer. So you, so you slam, look like you don't slam. know how to drive well, no matter what. I don't. Mine never slams. Really? It's always straight. Yeah. You don't hit the little bar no, in the middle. And I'm filming at the same time. Wow. Are you drinking like <laughs> a, a very full glass of beer at the same That's time? That's right. Yeah, you could on that ride. Oh my god. You don't even have to have your hands on the on the wheel. Yeah, it definitely lets kids know that they don't know how to drive at an early age. <laughs> That's the message. It's like slam, 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 left and right. It's true. Yeah, I don't The steering is not I don't like that I can't drive well on that course. The steering is not dialed in on that ride. No, not at all. 
But Tron, Tron's gonna be super sleek, amazing. Yes. Oh, so oh Sharpie, gosh, you were talking. So you were talking about like, all right. So what's the if if you what am I? What do I want to say here? So to ride, what do you like? Can everybody ride? If you're a certain size, is it hard to ride? If you are over six foot two, oh, you me. may have trouble boarding this attraction, depending on the measurements of your your uh, your your leg bones. Honestly, um, average sized cast members, especially those who are over six two, are having trouble fitting on the attraction, and those with a larger than average waistline in comparison to their leg size are also having a tr having trouble. So it is somewhat predicted that the last car in the ride is going to have a very long wait time because it's going to be fully accessible. Uh, so it's more of a, a seated attraction in the last car versus straddling a, 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 a light cycle or, or a, what would be considered like a motorbike. Okay. So that that's, that's kind of a little bit on the short sighted end of things. Um, well, similar to like Avatar, right? Where they've got it, that it, it kind is. of set up. It's a lot like Avatar, but especially the taller you are, yeah. you're not like the height you are isn't the problem. It's literally your physiology yeah. of, of your body measurements and proportions as to whether the attraction restraint system will close on you. Yep. If you're, if you're a, a tall and bulky individual, or you're a really height challenged or poo sized, uh, <laughs> you are more than likely going to need to wait on the back row. Uh, and every other train has a back row that is fully accessible. That is a seated attraction experience. Um, are you, when you say poo sized, are you saying rounder or are you saying shorter? Sh short, especially if you, if you are, a, a short and stocky individual okay. male or female because one thing that is not of concern on this attraction is like a, a major problem that I have with a lot of roller coasters is my shoulders are extremely broad mm -hmm. and I am very thick around the chest. And let's so not even of, get into your head. A, a, a lot of overhead restraints, yeah. like a, a, um, a shoulder harness do not close down on me because my shoulders are so wide that by the time I can get it down far enough, it won't close on my chest. That isn't the problem with this attraction because it doesn't have shoulder restraints like avatar, like uh flight of passage. Mm -hmm. It's a close up from the back on like pressure against your back as, as well as a restraint system that holds your legs in place. Yeah. So it so goes on their calves. If you are a thick individual in 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 the in the waist area, calves or thighs, you may have trouble fitting on this attraction. There is a test seat, but I have already seen incidences where someone fit the test seat, but then did not fit the ride attraction itself. And that's one major thing that I really. I'm really disappointed with Disney in is they are trending more toward this inaccessibility of attractions instead of the other way. So many people who have these normal uh, 
issues with traditional theme park rides or traditional amusement park rides like roller coaster restraints, all of that. A lot of people, especially those who are heavier, tend to avoid those parks entirely because they're one, they either don't know that they're going to fit and they don't want to pay all the money to go to the park only to not fit on attractions or two, they don't want the, the, the social pressure or stigma of having to sit in a test seat in a public space and then not fit. I'm, I'm of the opinion, if, if I don't fit, I don't fit. No problem. No worries. I, I'll just exit. But for some people that comes with a lot of emotion and a lot of, of anxiety. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I, I completely get it. Yep. Completely, completely, completely understand that, that feeling and that fear. Uh, and it's kind of disappointing that Disney is going that route. I understand your thrill levels, innovation. I am glad they have an accessible car at the back of the attraction that, that will allow a broader percentage of people to fit and ride and experience the attraction. But I, I really do think that at least every car should have had that. Um, even in, even this attraction in Shanghai has faced some of the same issues and your, your Asian population tends to be on the smaller side, just kind of statistically. Yeah. So bringing this same ride system to America quite arguably the, the most unhealthy country in the world. Mm, it really does limit the number of people who can experience the attraction without worrying about that fear or anxiety of not fitting. So, and especially like with flight of passage, if you're, if you're tall, you're, even if you are, I, I just read yesterday, um, there was a rider who was six foot five, oh my 215 gosh. pounds, which at six foot five is, That's is pretty thin, pretty, a pretty normal size in that range didn't fit because their, 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 their leg structure did not permit the ride's restraint system to be closed and latch. There are ways that you can kind of like, Play your your feet out from the from the the center that 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 push your knees in more toward and it's not unsafe it's just a matter of like fitting your body into the attraction yeah you got a contortion exactly yourself in there but you the last thing you want to do is be stuck in something for (laughs) three to ten minutes that's incredibly uncomfortable yeah or makes you feel as though you are in danger. I remember you when, may not yeah, safety-wise, be in danger. Your body may read that as this ride system, this restraint system doesn't fit my body. I feel contorted. I feel unsafe. It's 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 tough. It really is. You don't want to have any kind of question of your safety when you go on something that's going this fast and zooming around. You want to feel secure so that you can kind of get scared. Yeah. Like correct. Get the scary feeling, but you, you deep want the down inside, of the scary feeling. right? Yeah. Deep down yeah. inside, know that you're safe. Not the terror of the scary feeling. Yeah. Right. Like I may die. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good feeling. That's my no matter how no matter how you spin it. It's my Velocicoaster experience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's just because it's a good ride. I hate those. Well, rides. that's also Steve's experience on. on, on, on I'm pretty much. Every, I'm pretty much everything I'm on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this Roger is Roger Rabbit spin. I'm going to die today on this ride. Yeah. You hate those. 
yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I do remember flight of passage when that first opened and everybody being so worried about being able to get on. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get on this thing because there were so many reports of people and, you know, and trying out the test seat. And I think I even remember trying out the test seat because there were so many uh, reports of people not being able to fit on it. Yeah. And then I was like, all right. And I had like a whole strategy even because it was like, okay, everybody's like the back thing. You got to push yourself really far forward. So the back thing will click three times and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, then the next time I was like, all right, I, I fit. I'm not going to push myself to the brink because that, that restraint comes on your back. You're like, okay, now I can't breathe. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So but but ironically, I also feel the avatar breathing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that even makes it tighter. But it does feel good. It's, it's, that's an interesting ride. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. So cool. Yeah. So April 4th is when it officially opens. If you got a uh, Magic Kingdom park reservation, try to spend a couple days over there. Try to get there early. If you stay at a Disney World uh, on-site hotel, I think you, I don't, it's been so long since I've used the the my Disney experience, but I believe you get uh, to try to buy the uh, individual lightning lanes before other people that are staying off property. I forget how that all works, but if that could be an advantage. Um, yeah. So let us know if you've ridden it yeah, Go over to our Facebook page or Facebook. I want to hear what they, they experience because people are going to get on sooner. Yeah. So I'm seeing uh, cast members on now and then you'll start to see uh, annual pass holders, club 33 media, other things like that uh, before April 4th. And then officially April 4th uh, open to everybody. So and keep and stay tuned. There are there are DVC previews coming. Yeah. So for anyone who is a DVC member, there are early previews coming, and I'm sure there will be probably pass holder previews as well. Um, so yeah. stay tuned for early access to the attraction. All right. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any comments or questions for us, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.